you. Welcome back to the Beauty and the Geese podcast where we watch movies so that you don't have to. Uh, here with my fabulous co-host, The Beauty. That'd be me. I'm Scott. And I, of course, am uh, Pat. <laughs> this he week bring, we're watching... <laughs> he brings the Degeist. Yes. I'm packing Degeist. You're packing the Beauty. And this week we watched uh, It Chapter 2, as you uh, no doubt know if you're longtime fans of ours. Uh, we watched uh, the miniseries a couple weeks ago. We watched Part 1 last week. We're finishing it off with It. Um... Let's try to let's try to rope Amazon into well. I'll try to rope Amazon because that's where I watched it. Did you also watch it on Amazon? I did. So yeah, let's let's double team Amazon for some revenue bucks. Yeah, they got the money. I shelled out four dollars or something. <laughs> Same here. Come on, Bezos, give it back. Although I did notice they did not have a ton of the uh, the fun facts on the sidebar with this one. Usually that's one of the my favorite benefits of Amazon, but it's mostly just actors in you know in the scenes they were in. I did not. Uh, I, I don't pay too much attention to to that kind of stuff to those though. So I will say that even though sometimes it's available, I never really see them. So I'm usually watching it on on an Xbox or on my TV. So okay, this one, sure. This one I did uh, watch on my iPad, so it was a lot smaller screen, which was a kind of a definitely a, a change a, a change for the worse for for my viewing. <laughs> at least. At least on Xbox. Yeah, I uh, I just I tend to watch it in bed on my laptop, so I guess I scroll a lot, looking for tidbits on the sidebar. But not with this one. They had none that I found interesting enough to mention or remember. <laughs> I don't remember anything. So I guess we can dive right in, huh? Yeah, let's dive right in. You got this first scene here of the of the carnival. Yeah, they, uh, they, uh, well, they end the last movie, of course, they make the pledge, just so people know we're starting off, but all the kids, they, uh, they send it back down the drain, they make that pledge to return if, uh, if he ever comes back, they kind of start off with a short little recap of that, yeah, then they're, they're at the carnival. <laughs> the canal days, because they're on, they're on Canal Street. Yeah, and it's like a beaver festival or something. It's yeah. Well, Derry was started as as a beaver trapping camp, the town of Derry. They yes. mentioned that in they mentioned that in part one, uh, and yeah, they apparently their their town mascot or whatever is is a beaver. So they are uh, yeah they are having their Derry Canal Days, which is celebrated. On Canal Street, next to the canal, because uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's good strategic planning by the hey, town of Derry. One of the few things they do well, apparently. Stephen King is pretty literal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is a, a the carnival is twenty seven years later, which you find out, but uh, we'll fill in the people in. It's twenty seven years later. They're People playing carnival games, the one where you like shoot the water into the clown's mouth and it blows up a balloon until it pops. Uh, they have a, a dude win that 
he beats some little girl. <laughs> she looks a little disappointed. Dude's uh, boyfriend shows up, says, hey, you know, nice job beating the competition. So the guy's like, oh, okay. He sees a sad girl who gives her the thing. Yep, says, hey, thanks for letting me win, and gives her the little stuffed animal toy that he won. Yeah. So they're in, they're nice... Nice couple of couple of guys. They start making out at the carnival. Some uh, thugs are not too happy to see that at their local fair. Damn ruffians! Yeah, still some uh, still some bigotry going on in the town of Derry against against a lot of minority groups. So they they start trying to pick a fight with these two guys. They just walk it off. They're walking home like away from the carnival suddenly get surrounded by this group of uh, ruffians. You just start kicking their ass, right? There's an exchange of words. Yes, one guy gets uh, a little bit lippy with the gang of ruffians, and, yeah, they end up getting into a fight where uh, it's four guys against essentially two, but it's really two guys against one because the other guys are just kind of holding the other guy back. And, uh, yeah, they pretty much beat the shit out of him. Yeah, it's a, it's a bloody beatdown, right? He's coughing up blood, spitting it up with every blow, you know? They're just kicking him while he's down. They don't stop for a good... It's a good long beating. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I guess his boyfriend gets a, he gets a, takes a couple of punches and a couple of kicks to the face and... Uh, eventually, they throw him into. They throw the main guy that they were kicking his ass into the canal. The lippy starts. guy. Yes, his name, both in the book and in the movie, was Adrian Mellon. Okay, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know if they ever mentioned his name, but I could be wrong. They 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 did they did they did call him you know Adrian at sure. the time, and it also comes up you know in a little bit here because. Uh, this is essentially what triggers Mike into calling everybody back to Derry because uh, after they throw him in the canal, um, they never mentioned the boyfriend's name, but he goes down to the banks to try and find him. And he sees that uh, Adrian has fallen into the grips of Pennywise, who just basically uh, takes a gigantic bite out of his rib cage and eats his heart. Yeah, <laughs> he goes all tooth clown mode and just chomps them. Yeah, he went. He went and yeah, and then there's just a ton of balloons that start floating by, and uh, after the balloons float by, they're both gone. And, and there, yeah, there's like blood written in blood. What's it say? Come home. Oh, is that that comes up in a little bit, doesn't it? That's when Mike goes to investigate. Yeah. But Pennywise knows that Mike is still around. Mike has been keeping an eye on uh, the town of Derry for the losers. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, you know, Mike hears about the mutilated body, kind of checks it out, sees a uh, part written on the bridge, yeah, that says, come home and uh, bring them back. And uh, so he, at that point, he knows that he has to call all of the Losers Club to get them all to come back, which then triggers a kind of a 
current and flashback scene because they he you know they show everybody's individual calling yeah they do they do them one by one it's pretty much yeah pretty much the exact same way that the miniseries started yeah very similar and uh kind of show their experiences with their dealings of pennywise and uh Eventually, yeah, they all make their way back to Derry, except for Stan, because he decides he's going to go take a bath and cut his wrists. And uh, the biggest thing, though, with that was they showed Stan before they showed everything with Beverly, because uh, in her dream, she sees, you know, like Stan kill himself. And the blood starts dripping through the ceiling and dripping on the floor. And, of course, the a blood drop hits her face in her dream, which is what wakes her up. And the phone is is ringing. And, th- and that's when Mike is Mike calls Beverly to get her to come back. Yeah, which which comes up later. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, they uh, yeah they go through each one like, it, and this this is real similar to the miniseries as well. Like what they're all doing, I assume that's uh, sticks to what the book says as well. Like Bill's a, a writer working on a movie script, and you know, Beverly's got a fashion business, and <clears throat> yeah, I forget who I'm missing. Uh, Richie is a rate in in the book. Richie is a radio DJ. He is not a uh, stand up comic. Oh yeah, it was it was fun watching him go out and forget his punchline and bomb. That's no fun for anybody. <laughs> um, well, yeah, given given your proclivity for for stand up comedy, that would definitely be something you could definitely relate to. Um, ben is an architect, like he, uh, you know, like he was in the in the book in both the miniseries and, and the movie. He is he's an architect as an adult. Uh, Eddie in the, um, they never really specify what Eddie does in, in the miniseries. True. He's like a risk assessment guy in this one. Yep. And in the book, he owns a limousine company. So, I mean, essentially similar. He's driving, uh, this, um, sure. Stan, I believe that, well, they don't really mention what Stan does either, but, uh, Beverly, it is married to a douchebag again, still. <laughs> yep, which honestly, they they again they pretty well downplayed his uh, his role in the second half of of this movie compared to what it was in the book as well, because like after she uh, gets in a gigantic fight with him over that, um, he pretty much is not seen again right in in this and uh same thing with the miniseries you know they got they got in the fight they weren't even really i guess they were together in the in the miniseries but in the book yeah they're married and she gets into the big fight with him and she remember and he remembers that she says where she's going so he follows her there and uh and uh, ends, up, ends up dying in the in the sewers there um, sure yeah i could uh, that would be a good element good uh more of a side plot or whatever and uh also same thing with bill's wife 
in the miniseries, she follows him to Derry as well. Yeah. And uh, she she does that in the book, but again, after he leaves, yeah, after he leaves England, where they're filming his movie, uh, she's not seen again, which is kind of, again, kind of kind of frustrating as being a big fan of the book as I am. So, <laughs> and is it is it clear in the book? One thing I wasn't clear on in both the miniseries and this movie is as adults, it seems like the adult portion, like what kind of time span is that? It seems Because it seems like it could be two days or like weeks. <laughs> I can't really tell. Um, in the, <clears throat> in the book, um, the adult portion, yeah, basically takes place in, uh, I think, like two or three days. Okay. And... I would have to I would have to go back through it again, but it does uh, keep a pretty good track of as the as they're the adults. It does keep a pretty good track of what the dates of everything are. But again, you're having uh, essentially you're having with the with the adult part of it, you're having six diverging storylines because they're together. Then they have to go, they go their separate ways to kind of catch up on what has happened to the town and kind of have their own experiences with Pennywise as adults to bring them back together. So it, it could definitely seem how it would be a lot longer than a couple of days. Yeah, I was, I mean, my, I couldn't tell for sure. Just sometimes it was night, sometimes it was day. <laughs> they don't really tell, like it, it seemed like it was probably a few days but i also you know wasn't positive yeah no it, it's it's kind of one of those things so yeah well yeah sorry go ahead i was just to say they all end up coming back to town except for stan and meeting up at the jade of the orient which is the <laughs> the chinese restaurant in in dairy which again all appears in the book and in in the miniseries as well uh end up having a, a grand old time yeah they get trashed they reconnect good old reunion yes and, and the biggest thing too that that comes out of it that is not really mentioned in any of this either is how successful they all are in their professions outside of dairy and you know, so they went from being losers to basically being at the top of their game. You know, like Bill's a best-selling writer, Richie is a is a DJ in LA in the book, and he's he's essentially uh, very much along the lines of a Howard Stern kind of character. Sure. In the in in the book, and Eddie owns like the biggest limo company in New York. Uh, you know, something like everybody is extremely successful. Beverly's uh, clothing company is really successful in Chicago. And, you know, so I mean, all of these people are extremely successful outside of dairy, but in dairy, they're known as the losers. <laughs> yeah, and they're uh, they're hanging at the Chinese restaurant, recollecting things slowly, though, like. Again, th this is pretty consistent to the other one, but they, they don't re really remember much of anything, including like Pennywise until uh, Beverly just sort of, it comes to her. And then they're yeah. all freaked out. 
they're like, oh yeah, that's what this is about. <laughs> yeah, they they all and and that's part of the book as well is that they um a, as they have grown older, um like none of them have any children. They don't remember their childhoods very much, um, especially that summer. And uh, yeah, until they come back to Derry and all get back together, then all the memories start flooding back. And, and that's very, very similar to what happened in the miniseries. Yeah, yeah. And they uh, they mostly have a good time until they get to the, the fortune cookie part of dinner. Yes. <laughs> yes. Then, yeah, the fortune cookies start turning into uh, random little creatures and... Mike starts uh, giving the table chair shots. <laughs> he's he's trying to kill all the little creatures that are on the table by repeatedly slamming a wooden chair into it. Yeah, one uh, of them's like a bug-faced insect like thing. There's one's got one's just an eyeball with tentacles. One flies around like a bat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the baby-faced bug. Um, so yeah, everybody's kind of freaking out, but all of the the biggest thing though is they see um, each of their fortunes before all the fortune cookies start to come alive uh, seems to spell out a message, and they're rearranging the words of this message, and eventually Beverly uh, reveals the last piece, and it it uh, the message turns out to say, "Guess Stanley couldn't cut it." <laughs> Yeah, and that's when I think she kind of knows because she's been having the dreams of uh, well, all of their deaths, but his as well, where he kills himself. And then they, uh, <clears throat> yeah, they freak the hell out. They get out of there. <laughs> Stan goes ape shit on a little kid who's <laughs> like a fan of his show. <laughs> Richie, Richie <laughs> yeah, does. Richie. Sorry, Richie. Yeah, <laughs> the kid. Well, I forget what the kid even says, but uh, it's I guess the fun starts now or something like that. The fun's yeah. about to start. But yeah, fun is about to begin or something like that. And yeah, and he thinks that uh, either Pennywise has taken over this kid or, uh, you know, like the, this kid isn't real or, or that it's Pennywise. So yeah, he freaks out on the kid, which it's just a kid. He's like, hey, that's a line from your act. And he's like, oh, are those your parents? You want a picture? And the kid's like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> the kid's a little uh, freaked out by him. Yeah, they're all they're all on edge at this point, and yeah, they go outside. Beverly, Beverly wants to kill uh, or go call Stan's wife or Stan just to see what happens. They ends up calling Stan's house, gets Stan's wife, finds out he's dead, and yep. then uh, she mentions that uh, yeah, she she knew that you know. Yeah, well, yeah, because she she on the phone with Stan's wife, she kind of mentions that she saw you know that he was in the bathtub and yeah, and, and that he cut his wrists and, and that he had written it in blood on the wall. I mean, she kind she starts to mention that, but she doesn't finish saying that, and everybody else is kind of like, kind of wondering what the hell is going on with with this because how does she know so much about <clears throat> this? Uh, Richie and Eddie all. You know, they, they're basically like, ah, fuck this, we're leaving. We are out of here. We're going back to the hotel to get our stuff. And, uh, yeah, we're getting out of here. Yeah. They, yeah, they're not, at least a few of them are not real thrilled to help. And also around this point, 
I don't know if it's uh, before or after this point immediately, but uh, Henry Bowers also escapes from the uh, the mental institution. Yes, uh, well, yeah, it's right around this point because he he they they show what happened to him uh, in the summer of I guess it would be in this one it would be 1989, uh, where he after he falls down the drain he essentially gets expelled out of the drain with a gigantic flood of water um at by this point his parent his uh his dad has been discovered as having been murdered and uh when he gets back to his house the police are there waiting for him and he's talking about how he has to get them all he has to you know so he's basically been put into a trance by pennywise to kill all of the losers club and the police take his saying he needs to kill them all as he was the one that killed all of the people in the summer of 1989. So then it cuts to the mental institution where he is. Uh, he sees a red balloon floating and kind of starts uh, getting excited about that because he's been waiting for <laughs> to come back. Yeah, he knows it's killing time. He's got to go back and finish the job. So they they lock him in his room. He sees the the he gets when he gets locked in his room, he can't see the balloon anymore until he looks underneath his bed. And he looks underneath his bed, eventually gets the balloon out of there and Patrick Hockstetter is uh, underneath his bed and uh, he gets freaked out by that, crawls out from underneath the bed and hands Henry his knife that he used in the summer of 1989 to try to kill <laughs> the losers did kill his father successfully tried to kill the losers carved an H into Ben's stomach uh, it was basically his trusty knife and uh, essentially the, the ghost of Patrick Hoxtetter, the corpse of Patrick Hoxtetter helps him escape from the <laughs> mental institution yeah, it's a pretty and, nice friend. His uh, he's dead or undead, and still is giving him gifts and and driving him around because he he's the one who gave him a ride back to Derry. Yeah, that's right. When he gets out of the mental institution, Pat's just waiting there with his with the car ready to roll. <laughs> yeah, with Belch Huggins's Trans Am that they used to drive around that they were driving around. Yeah, with. that's a loyal friend. I would say, let him <laughs> do his death, but he's still there to help you out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and they, uh, then they have the baseball scene with the little girl. The little girl who, uh, from the very beginning at the at the Beaver Fest, Canal Park Beaver Fest, who got the stuffed animal from the gay couple, she's now watching baseball with her mom, bored with baseball, right? Well, I mean, who doesn't get bored with watching baseball? Yeah, especially, she looks like she's, I don't know, eight or something. Yeah. It's... Baseball is not real intriguing for uh, eight-year-old girls many times. No. Yeah, so she said that she wants to go home. A little uh, firefly just kind of lands on her stuffed animal. Finally, something exciting is happening. It uh, flies off. She chases it down to, it looks like, uh, maintenance tunnels below the bleachers or something. Yeah, underneath the bleachers, yeah. There's nothing real. Um, I get. I, I mean, I guess it looks, yeah, it just looks like it's underneath the bleachers. Uh, eventually, 
Pennywise catches the Firefly and uh, starts a conversation, pretty much the same, almost the exact kind of same conversation he had with Georgie yeah. at the beginning of the first one. <laughs> and talks about how he can just blow her birthmark that is on her face away because people make fun of her for it. And uh, says, on, you know, and he come closer and on the count of three, I'll, you know, I'll get rid of that for you. And he counts to two and he waits and waits and waits. And she says, you're supposed to say three. And by the time she gets three out of her mouth, uh, he's gone to toothy clown and uh, essentially just eats her face. Um, <laughs> but, he was waiting for the crowd for something to happen in the game so the crowd would be loud so nobody would hear her scream. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice long pause. And uh, these kids, you know, these kids have been taught stranger danger, but they Should've keep falling been. for Pennywise's old tricks, right? Like Georgie said that, and Pennywise is like, oh, you know, I'm but Pennywise. Again, though, too, in the when the book was written, you know, 1957, Stranger Danger probably wasn't a huge thing back then. But, you know, 1984, that would have been a lot closer to Stranger Danger, which is what they're, you know, when the book's going from sure. 57 to 84, but this went from 1989 to 2016, so... Uh, again, you probably have, uh, yes, by 1989, there should have been uh, talks of don't get into, you know, don't <laughs> have conversations, don't get close to strangers. 2016, definitely, there would have been conversations. Yeah, I don't want to victim blame, but like, well, she should have just trusted her instincts, right? Because she's initially like, you, you know, you're, you look dangerous or something. You don't look safe. And then he just puts on the fake tears. Oh, you know, no one wants to be my friend because of the way I look. Yeah, and anybody that says Bill Skarsgård is, man, that like I think I thought he was good in the first chapter. This one was even better. I, this performance was definitely better than chapter one. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so back with the main crew, right? A few of them, they're unsure if they want to stay and help. Bill, Bill is always the most committed because of what happened to Georgie. So he, uh, I think this is when he goes over with Mike to the library. To, yeah, to Mike's house. Who, oh, yeah. yeah, essentially is living in or <laughs> next to the library. Yeah, and has been like researching Pennywise for this entire time. Yeah, he's well. He's been yeah. He's been happening to. He's been there to to keep watch to make sure if anything happened that somebody would be there to call them back. And uh, yeah, he he's the one who has not forgotten anything that happened because he never left Derry. <laughs> yeah, and he, uh, he essentially doses Bill with some sort of ayahuasca or something to uh, have. Like, <laughs> To have Bill trip balls and find out that uh, what actually happened and what it actually is, and how they can try to try to get rid of it. So, yeah, and the origins are basically it fell from space in a comet. Is that the origin? Yep. Interesting. Yeah. This this and was this on the book or the uh, like Native American origin story? 
Uh, no. Um, no, not was, the uh, not the embroidered like basket with the the <laughs> paintings of how you defeat space clown. No, no <laughs> interesting. That was, that was not part of. So they 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 did the same ritual essentially, but they didn't have the little token kind of things that they had to <clears> collect <throat> from that. But uh, they did essentially have the same ritual. That that they that they talked about the ritual of chewed or chud or whatever you want to call it, but sure, it was more of a mental, um, you know, like project yourself. It, the The whole thing is uh, almost the whole ritual is almost like a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, but what it's supposed to teach them, I guess, they have like a little like. Uh, uh Cherokee I think is what they said artifact it looks like kind of little hand woven basket that they have to just trap the uh the deadlights in <laughs> and yeah and Bill is having just like yeah tripping you know tripping fever dream and kind of watching the original Native Americans do this in the past and like I guess yeah. supposed to be learning this is how you defeat Pennywise Yes, and yeah, it talks about how my and Mike tells him how everybody has to kind of get their own tokens to yeah. that, and uh, every yeah, and everybody kind of goes their own way at this point to have their own little experience again. Um, <laughs> yep. Very soon, they... Beverly goes back to her old apartment, thinks she sees Marsh there when it said Kirsch. Uh, gets the tea from the old lady and finds out that she's uh, it's Pennywise there. Um, at that point, yeah, she she talks about her dad, like the old lady talks about her dad joining the circus, and she can see uh, a, a drawing, a, a photograph there of Pennywise without the makeup, and uh, it's creepy as fuck looking. Yeah. <laughs> she tries to leave. She sees Pennywise putting on his makeup there and he starts chasing after uh let's see here. Ben Well the old lady turns into like a saggy titted troll thing too. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely <laughs> like it's like hag, like a gigantic hag. Yeah, like ten foot tall, naked troll, half troll, half hag. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, so we got Richie, the boobs, I guess. I guess that counts as boobs. <laughs> Richie's playing Street Fighter, so he gets a token. That's his token. Um, they end up down in the the losers uh, clubhouse that they built, which they didn't really talk about much in chapter one at all. But it is a big part of the book where they okay have have the whole hollowed out because they always hide from Henry Bowers there because they essentially like dug a gigantic hole and reinforced it and had the doorway that they could hide, you know, and they glued the side, essentially attached the the grass from where they dug up on top of the door so they could hide very easy because at one point they are hiding from Henry Bowers and he's sitting on the door of their clubhouse and they're hoping that the door doesn't give in because <laughs> yeah. of course they're trying to hide from him um, yeah none of that but the clubhouse wasn't in the miniseries at all 
No, no, it wasn't. Again, it, it's just because of like the the pacing of it and everything. Sure, they, they really didn't have an opportunity. But they get the the plastic shower caps that Stan brought down there, so they wouldn't get spiders in their hair. Um, ben had his. Uh, he went to the school, and was was chased by by Pennywise uh, because he had his yearbook page that Beverly signed in 1989 in his wallet the entire time. Beverly finds the postcard that Ben wrote to her, which she still doesn't, she still thinks it's Bill that wrote that to her um, back in 1989. Eddie goes and gets his uh, refill from his inhaler, which turns out to be, Eddie's experience was quite, uh, Interesting there because he hears his mom down in the basement <laughs> of the pharmacy, and uh, the leper that he saw outside of the house on Kneebolt Street is down there trying to get to her, and eventually he has to leave his mom because he can't un he can't unstrap her from the bed in time before the leper gets there, and. After he turns to run away from the leper. It ends up being there, and he starts choking it, and he feels like he's actually defeating it. And then for some reason, it starts playing Angel of the Morning by Juice Newton while it was vomiting <laughs> some sort of goo in his face. Yeah, covers him like head to toe in uh, leper vomit. <laughs> Which I, I don't understand what the 15 seconds of uh, Angel of the Morning by Juice Newton had anything to do with it at that point. But... Yeah, it was an odd touch. It was, is I mean, yeah, odd touch, classic song, but definitely an odd touch for the, for that part of the the movie there. Uh, so his token is his inhaler, uh, which he then runs into on the way out. He's trying to get out of the, the drugstore and the the creepy young lady from, before the girl that's about to see the same age. From before, it's like, ah, it's a, it's a, you're trying to pull the door, it's push, so you just push the door open, so then he just, like, walks out like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, she's a minor, minor bully, not on the level of, like, Henry Bowers, but, uh, yeah, she, she likes making fun of the, the loser club, and Beverly. And she, and she, yeah, she was the one that dumped <clears throat> the, the trash or whatever on, on Beverly in the first yeah. chapter, too. Um, Bill's token, so... Bill had probably the biggest adventure in the um, of of the Losers Club because he is wa he's walking around downtown Derry, goes by a shop called Secondhand Rose, which is essentially like a, a thrift store. Sees his old bike in there, so he uh, goes in to inquire about about the bike, and he can't. He's of course got his stutter back now that he's back in Derry, so he can't, he has difficulty talking, telling um, the shop owner. <laughs> if you notice who the shop owner was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stephen King puts in a cameo as the shop owner there, which was a nice tribute to him. And he did all right as a crotchety old shop owner. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, talks about how much you know and and he's like i don't know if it's any good anymore but uh you can afford it you're a big shot author you can afford it and uh he says well how much you want for the bike he's like oh three three hundred because you can afford it you're a big shot author 
<laughs> knew right away who he was. Yeah, and I had a couple of his books on the counter, but uh, said he didn't like the endings, which was kind of a running theme. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, that was definitely an end. That was definitely a running theme on there. Yeah, the ending sucked. Don't sign the book for me. The ending sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets the bike and just goes on a little bit of a joy ride, right? Yep, he starts riding around town. Uh, eventually, ends up uh, at the at his old house. Which the kid from the Chinese restaurant was uh, was now the family that lived at the house, <clears throat> and uh, he's uh, he he's also goes to uh, what was it I think it was Jackson Street where Georgie was killed, and he's talking to uh, he eventually has he has a conversation with Georgie about that. And uh, Bill's token is the boat that, that Georgie had when he, the day that he died. Yeah, he, he here's Georgie, or, you know, fake Georgie anyway, in the sewers, and tries to reach in and save him because Pennywise is coming. But then, uh, yeah, Bill gets grabbed by a bunch of little demon arms, but uh, escapes, yeah, with with the old paper boat. Yep, that's when he sees the kid there, and he says, uh, if you hear anything coming from the sewer drain, stay away. And he's like, you know, and the kid's eventually like, well, you know, he's like, I don't hear voices coming from the drain, but I hear voices when I'm, or from, from the sewers, but I hear voices from the drain. He's like, what kind of voices? He's like, oh, I hear kids' voices and sometimes a clown voice. He's like, he starts shaking the kid pretty damn hard. <laughs> he he could have handled that situation better. <laughs> get your parents to take you away from here. Don't ever get them to take you away from here. I don't care what you have to say to make up a story to get get the get away from here and yeah. never come back. Yeah, and he's like holding him by like his shirt so the kid can't get away and just like screaming his face. Like it, I get yeah. there's some urgency to the situation, but no one listens to you. <laughs> When yeah, you're when, screaming at a little child. <laughs> when you're when you're that yeah irritated, animated about stuff. Yeah. Nobody's gonna pay any attention to you. Yep. That kid will be back. <laughs> yes. Did we get them all? Um, I don't know that we had. Oh yeah, we didn't. Uh, ben token. Ben Ben's was the yearbook page. Yeah, but he he gets. He got chased by like a uh, flaming demon, Beverly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she just well, he he tries to kiss her. She like rejects him and then starts mocking him and uh, slowly morphs into like this evil flaming uh, demon monster. Kind of chases him through the hall. He hides in a, he hides in his locker, but uh, Pennywise is in there. Spooks the shit out of him, but yeah, not before he gets the uh, the old page from his yearbook that Beverly signed. Yep. And that's his token. Which I guess, he that he got that when he was a kid. He's been hanging on to that in his wallet, you know, since it happened. He's love-struck. Which is amazing, because uh, as an adult, he's a pretty sexy dude, you know? <laughs> Still. They can't pick his, up chicks. <laughs> yeah, they go through his story in... Uh... In the miniseries and in the book, there's a lot more, a lot more to it. Um, but yeah, essentially, he lost. He was always known. He was the fat kid. He was always. They called him his 
friends even called him Haystack as as a nickname. And uh, after the old wrestler Haystack Calhoun. <laughs> eventually, yeah, he uh, was bullied by student by other kids in his class after he left Derry. And uh, his his coach wouldn't do anything about it. So he basically, he pretty much said, you know, I'll make you a bet that I will come back here this, you know, next spring and during track season and I will beat every one of your best runners easily. He's like, and all I want from you is an apology. And uh, he lost all the weight, beat all all the guys he started running and instead of getting the apology from the coach, he gets punched in the face. <laughs> so that was that was the story of how Biden decided to lose all the weight. Uh, I you know. I like uh, yeah the revenge motivated weight loss plan. <laughs> it's probably really effective. It sounds like it definitely was very effective. Yeah. Who else do we have? Mike. Yeah, Mike was the only one. I don't really remember what his token was. His was oh, he doesn't really find it, does he? He doesn't have a segment here where he finds it. It's at the he has it at the end. It's uh, it's the Rock from the Rock fight. Oh, that's right. Yes. But yeah, he I think I just already has it at this point. Yeah, he's a, yeah because everybody else needs to find theirs in Dairy there. So yeah. Eventually, they all get back to the hotel. Richie still says he's leaving. Um, They're all kind of freaked out a little bit after their experiences with Pennywise and getting their tokens. Uh, Richie wants to leave. Ben goes upstairs to convince him that he needs to stay. Beverly's waiting down in the lobby. Um, Eddie shows up, also wants to leave. He starts going upstairs. And... uh, Bill comes back at this point, and Beverly and Bill kind of have a moment there about, again, because she still thinks that he wrote her the postcard about her hair being like January fire, January embers. (laughs) And uh, at this point, yeah, uh, Henry Bowers shows up and stabs Eddie in the face. (laughs) Right through the side of the cheek. (laughs) Yeah. Which looks, I mean... He shrugged. He he handles it really well. The rest of the movie, I think it would be painful as hell. But he just he's just, he's a tough guy, man. They they make him look like a uh, what a germaphobe or everything a phobe, hypochondriac. But he he took that stabbing like a champ, man. <laughs> well, and and most of it was his mom's doing. Of, yeah. Of him being, you know, she was the one who was the germaphobe and the hypochondriac. He just suffered through it. But yeah, he gets stabbed right in the cheek, and. Uh, just kind of, yeah, just calmly, like, backs away and hides in the shower. And then Henry starts to come after him while he's in the shower, and he stabs Henry a bunch of times in the shower. Yeah, with re- pulls the knife out of his face, <laughs> stabs Henry through the curtain, so Henry doesn't see it coming. But, uh, yeah, Henry, then Henry just escapes out the window. as yeah, uh, just, like, jumps out the second floor, he went, second, second floor, second story window. Yeah, as Eddie goes down and, uh, you know, bleeding out of his face. Oh, actually, at the, at the same time, 
Bill and Beverly have a moment where they're like about to get mushy, lovey-dovey and kissy, and then a uh, like bloody skateboard just rolls down the stairs. Yep, the skateboard that the kid from the that had to get to the festival was on. Yeah, and it's it's like a message for Bill specifically, I think, that says you won't be there for him either. So yeah, you you won't be the, yeah, essentially along the same lines of he wasn't there for George back in 1989. Yeah, so so they're spooked. They like go running upstairs at about the same time that Eddie's coming out with his face all bloodied up. Yeah, and uh, Henry, they see Henry Bowers running out the parking lot to his Trans Am. He pulls the knife out of his chest. So uh, he's still he's still alive and kicking, even with a good chest knife wound. Multiple. Yeah, yeah right. It was, like, it was right. like a prison stabbing. He stabbed him multiple times. Yeah, yeah. And Bill, uh, Bill's determined to help. He, he rushes off on his own to uh, try to save this kid who he knows is uh, going to the, the Beaver Festival. So he, uh, yeah, he rushes down there right away, uh, frantically looking for the kid, sees him uh, as the kid is, uh, you know, from a distance entering one of those, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, fun fun house. That's the right word. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, mirror maze and, you know, spinning tube rooms and all that stuff. Random clown balloons going back and forth along the room. Yeah. Yeah, see, and the, so the mirror maze is, uh, you know, a series of mirrors, walls, and or transparent walls. So he keeps seeing the kid, but can't get to him because there's always some, you know, big, thick glass or plexiglass wall in the way. Eventually gets close. Not close enough, though. Yeah, gets gets to him to through a wall, and the kid's kind of freaking out because he doesn't understand why Bill is still following him. Yeah, but then... Uh, that's when Pennywise appears. <laughs> yeah, you see Pennywise like like you you see the kid, you know, turn turn right down this hallway or whatever. Bill tries to get to him and is stuck there. Bill turns around, but then you kind then you see Pennywise kind of walk by on that same path that the kid was on. Eventually, yeah, Pennywise is uh it's almost like this kid's in a little glass box and Bill's on one side and Pennywise is on the other. And the gross squeaking of Pennywise's tongue licking the glass is going to stick with me for a while. Yeah, yeah. His giant, like, cartoonish dog tongue licking up, <laughs> up yes. the glass. And, of course, and Bill tries to talk him out of killing the kid, which, of course, isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. Because, of course, the kid has the fear that drives Pennywise crazy to eat things and uh yeah eventually he starts headbutting pennywise starts headbutting the glass and uh after like 20 attempts turns and starts turning into toothy clown and busts through the glass and eats the kid and bill is angry because he couldn't see him yeah like takes a giant chomp uh, the kid's head almost bursts from the <laughs> the bite force i guess of jaws here Clown yep. uh, Richie has left the hotel by the fi- using the fire escape because he still want still thinks that he's going to leave town, and uh, starts driving around town. Eventually stops, and uh, you see um, don't really see where he stops, but then he, you know you just see that he stops, 
And at this point, Mike is in his house, or I guess the library, and uh, he's kind of getting ready to help get the ritual started and get everything prepared for the ritual. And he gets attacked by Henry Bowers, who is eventually gets the upper hand and is choking Mike when Richie stabs him in the head. Yeah, right in the back of the skull. <laughs> so there's another there's another dead body. Yep. Takes him out. Yep. I think I think they all reunite about this time, right? Bill's Bill's really upset that uh Pennywise got another kid. He couldn't save him. He insists he's gonna he's gonna go take Pennywise out alone, but uh I think the gang is all committed at this point. Yeah, everybody's set because of, yeah, because Henry Bowers was there and yeah, they he tried he stabbed Eddie in the face and tried to kill Mike and everybody's yeah, everybody's ready to just get rid of that clown. Yeah. Yeah. So they uh <clears throat> well Bill goes first alone technically to the yeah, that house on Kneebolt Street, but uh he's about to enter and all his friends showed up. Bev picks up that uh, spear thing. <laughs> Like the wrought iron fence section that they use as a spear. Yep. And they're like, let's go kill this fucking clown. Yep. And then <clears throat> it starts the long drawn out battle uh, with Pennywise. Because again, this could have been a lot shorter than what it was. Yeah, but it was pretty was, long. This is pretty drug out. Um, boy, where to even start? Well, I mean, I guess they eventually end up. They're in the house on Neboat Street. They get separated again, like happened in chapter one when they were kids. Yeah, doors start shutting on their own. <laughs> um, they eventually get back. Everybody's <clears throat> back together. They head down into the into the sewers. They head actually get to the, I guess the trail of the comet that went that was yet. And so they had to they had they had to climb down there one by one, um, open up this hatch to to get down in there to to the actual nesting lair of it, which they never had gone to before. Yeah, it's like a huge underground cavern, cavernous place with just a tiny <clears throat> little tunnel to get down there. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, then they start the fight where everybody kind of has their own different experiences again. Bill ends up back in his basement with George there, um, and he ends up basically in the scene from the first movie where uh, George is there where he after he's dead and Bill goes down to the basement and he's like, "We all float down here," and basically blaming Bill. Except now Bill is blaming himself from that and walks right up to him with the uh, sheep slaughtering gun that they had from the first one. And uh, Bill ends up taking it away from his younger self and, and using it to shoot Pennywise in the, in the head with that because it's Pennywise's Bill's younger self. Um, ben gets buried in the clubhouse Beverly ends up with blood gushing from the toilet, and uh, yeah, she's back in the high school girl's bathroom stall in high school. <laughs> yep, blood gushing through the floor, you know, along the floors, through out of the toilet, everything. Um, 
They Richie have. and Eddie have the scary doors. Yep. They're back with the scary doors. I don't think Mike, because he never left or anything like that, doesn't really see anything at this point. Because No, I don't remember him seeing anything. Well they 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 burn they they burn all their tokens, the deadlights come down, go in the basket, they put the lid on the basket, which then uh the lid is removed with a gigantic red balloon, which then pops out pennywise. That's when all of the flashbacks and uh other stuff starts happening. Yeah, and he turns he comes out as a like big ass spider pennywise. Stan, yeah, Stan's head. Well, they, yeah, he starts off as Stan's head, and, and they eventually get rid of the Stan, Stan's head. Yeah, comes out as yeah, big gigantic spider Pennywise. Um, gets Richie caught in the deadlights. Eddie throws the spear because right into its mouth. Yeah, it can kill monsters if he believes it. Right into its mouth. Gets Richie out of the deadlights. They think that uh, that they've won now because they, you know, because he's he's got he's got Richie free from the deadlights, and Pennywise just took a took a gigantic spear to the mouth, and then Pennywise stabs Eddie through the chest with one of his spider legs. <laughs> yeah, the gang goes to uh, they go to help him. He gets tossed like down some smaller side catacomb the gang out goes helps him and like pennywise can't fit in there but uh yeah eddie's pretty eddie's pretty effed up at this point <laughs> coughing up blood huge chest wound from being impaled by a giant spider pennywise internal yeah definitely some good internal injuries uh they eventually come up with the plan that uh pennywise has to as as the size that he is they cannot kill him he's too strong for them to kill him so they have to figure out how they're going to get Pennywise to shrink. So they all start to move towards the tunnel, which, of course, would if Pennywise was going to chase them up the tunnel, he'd have to shrink down to, not, to the same size as them. And at that point, they would be five against one, because Eddie's pretty well uh, effed from that. It wouldn't be six against one. And uh, Pennywise cuts them off, so they have to try to think of a different plan. They're just like, well, you know, Eddie's like, oh, I made it feel small just because I believed it was small. So that gives them the brilliant idea to just start basically trash talking Pennywise to make him smaller. <laughs> Which he, do, he does. He gets small. You know, Bev and Ben and Bill and Mike are trash talking him, and Eddie and Richie are off on their own uh, kind of thing because Eddie's trying to be comforted by Richie about the gigantic spider leg hole in his inside <laughs> yeah just some good old-fashioned bullying starts to work they're just like you're just a stupid fucking clown yeah and he's like i'm the eater of worlds no you're just a fucking clown we aren't afraid of you yeah and gradually says it's getting smaller and smaller and uh re retreating a little bit getting weaker you can tell till he turns into just look he looks like a i don't even know how to describe it like it's still clownish shape but like a sad jellyfish <laughs> He looked like if they put the Pennywise makeup on the animatronic uh, um, character they used for head of the family. Yeah, there you go. It looked like just like a gigantic head. 
that had that had clown makeup on it. Yeah, but and like deflated, like he was almost flat, just laying against the wall. And R- Richie got angry and came in there. And I honestly, I thought Richie at at that point was going to, because uh, after he left Eddie and started going back to talk trash with the other guys, he ripped one of the spider legs off. And I thought he was just going to stab him in the face with that. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> but he didn't. He just ripped the ripped the spider leg off and then tossed it to the side. And eventually, yeah, Mike, uh, it uh, gets to be the its deflated state. And uh, Mike goes to reach for its heart. And, of course, Pennywise then turns into Toothy Clown again for a split second to try and get some of his fear back but they didn't didn't work mike eventually reaches in and pulls out his heart and they all squish it yeah he yeah he holds it out and they all like grab it like it's the i don't know the game ball (laughs) or something like that yeah then they just crush it together and pennywise kind of dies almost like uh when thanos killed half the population he sort of just turns into ash or dust and gradually breaks apart and floats away yeah all of the the blood from the heart kind of starts floating up towards the ceiling and the dead lights burn out and the whole cave starts crumbling so they have to they have to work fast to get out of there <laughs> which they which, make it seem really easy like right, right yeah for as much as they uh seemed to travel with that yeah it seemed pretty damn easy for them to get out of there but uh eddie is now dead he he has he has expired from his uh his spider leg wounds which richie doesn't want to leave the body down there but they also know that they won't be able to make it out if they try to get the body out of there yeah so eddie's uh eddie's body gets left down there and uh as soon as they get out of the house on 29 Bolt Street, of course, the whole house crumbles. Yeah. <laughs> Basically implodes. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much, you know, I mean, they kind of show a little bit of a recap of everything. You know, uh, Richie, when he's leaving town, stops to carve, um, you know, because he, he had carved his initials, his and Eddie's initials, R and E, on the on the bridge going out of town, the old wooden bridge. So he stopped to refresh those carvings. Ben and Beverly were somewhere on a yacht. Bill was still around. Bill was starting to write a new book about bas- basically what happened <clears throat> with the Losers yeah. Club. And Mike uh, decided he was leaving Derry because he'd always talked about going to Florida. So... <laughs> Showing him packing up his stuff, packing up his car and leaving town, kind of as the recap there. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Roll credits. So are uh, are Richie are Richie and Eddie gay? <laughs> no. No. Because Eddie well, Eddie was married to a woman named Myra, who is essentially Oh, that's true. Um and again, in the miniseries, Eddie was a virgin and didn't have that. But in in the book and in this movie, he was married. But he essentially married someone who was, he married someone who was exactly like his mother. Okay, yeah, I do remember that. So is, is, is just Richie gay? 
Because they have no. that scene where they have that scene where like Pennywise is talking about like his deep dark secret, and then they have the scene at the arcade where he like is playing Street Fighter with that random kid, and they like touch hands briefly, and then all the bullies just start calling him gay. Um, I it's not uh it, it's not covered in the book at all. So if if that's what the writers of the movie went for, then that was just something they did on their own. Sure. But they also, like I said, I mean, they in in the book, uh, Tom, who is Beverly's husband, shows up in Derry, and uh, Audra, who is Bill's wife, ends up in Derry. And the book ends essentially the same way that the miniseries did with her being catatonic and uh, not not being all there until they start riding the bike and, and uh, flying down the street, as he said, fast enough to beat the devil. A quick Google search, so take it what you will. It says, yes, in the movie, they made Richie gay and uh, secretly in love with Eddie, but Eddie was unaware the entire time. Okay. That's that's his allegedly deep dark secret in the uh at least after a very short Google sh- search. Yeah. No, that, <clears throat> I that I could definitely see that. But again, that was not covered in the book at all. Well, um I don't know, let's see. Which do you prefer? Many series or these movies? I I like these movies better. Same. I mean, it- Technology is so much different. Just the yeah, yeah. Made for TV, you know, ju- just with what could actually take place was was so much more um, true yep. to anything else. So that that's why I say that though too. Yeah, I agree with yeah most of that. Most of the stuff he said. I mentioned the gore. I just like the gore in a horror movie, which they couldn't have in the miniseries. Um, the the special effects. You know, the giant spider it at the end were just so much better in this one, which, you know, just is a factor of time. Yeah. Um, I did tend to like most of the actors better, too, though. Not that they were bad in the first one. They were just better in this one, in my opinion. Most most of the main loser club and stuff like that. Yes. I mean, <clears throat> the, the, the big thing that bugged me the most was... Uh... The guy who played Bill in in the miniseries was not good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they were definitely probably... Certainly all the adults I liked better in the new one. Probably most of the kids, too. It's it's tough to get past Harry Anderson and John Ritter. (laughs) Yes. You know, I mean, for for that, but again, you're going to, you know, uh, Bill Hader as Richie instead of Harry Anderson, you know, and so, like, James McAvoy as Bill, like, I, I thought they would have been better off to cast maybe probably John Ritter as, as Bill. <laughs> He was much more of a of a leading actor, yeah. Than than the guy who ended up playing Bill, yeah. So, 
like James McAvoy, of course, was is really good. Um, you know, Bill Hader is really good. Jessica Chastain as Beverly was really good. The uh, the guys from the Old Spice commercials was uh, Isaiah Mustafa. And <laughs> Mike was pretty good. Um, you know, and the and the other three guys I had never really heard of. Right. But uh, I liked yeah. them. They did a good job. Well, they they did they did a very good job. I don't know any other final thoughts on it, it chapter two or any of the its we watched. No, nothing really uh, that I can that I've got on that. No. You you mentioned what I would say was a maybe the only negative I can think of is just the yeah the final confrontation was a little long. This is yeah. like a, I think, two hours and maybe cl- close to 50 minute movie. And uh, yeah, that was just uh, long and it didn't have to be. It, it could have been at least 10 minutes or maybe even more than that. It, it could have been about a half hour shorter. Yeah, they could have chopped some of that off. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, that was great. Very good. Well, let me just look. What is IMDb of it? Chapter two. Only a 6.5. Wow. I would have expected higher. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes has the critics score at 62%, audience score at 78. Okay. Huh. I would have thought it would do better, but horror movies tend to score lower in general. Maybe that's it. Oh, of course. Well, same with comedies though, too. Yeah. Like that that was one of the one of the things I just had a discussion with about earlier today because uh as we go to the the catch up on life series i guess we'll, we'll go with the next thing we are going to start the final destination series for the next few weeks i think there's six of those total something along those lines uh so we will be i guess watching the first one from the year 2000 for next week Yeah. I'm excited for those. We we mentioned before the show that we're pretty sure we haven't seen all of them. So it's fun to see a little bit of new and a little bit of old classics. But yeah, I, for sure. uh, I, I remember liking them. It's been a while since I've seen them, but I remember it being entertained. Good, good deaths. I remember that for sure. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some good death scenes in, in at least the first two. Yeah. I... May have seen the third one. I don't remember. I know I've seen the first two, and I, I may have seen the third one. But beyond that, I have not seen anything past that. Um, but yeah, as we go into like catching up on life, I was just about to say I had a discussion earlier about comedy movies too because I saw Clerks three last night. Uh, without uh, I guess too many spoilers. What'd you think? It is a, uh, in my opinion, instant classic, but very, very emotional as well. Interesting. Uh, huh. I mean, that's kind of what Kevin Smith has done lately, though, too. And and honestly, I mean, both Jay and Silent Bob reboot and uh, and Clerks Three here. I mean, they, they both. I mean, fantastic movies, very funny, but they also have a few scenes in it where it's just like makes you just kind of contemplate your entire life. 
<laughs> Interesting. Well, that's an intriguing selling point. <laughs> so I I would definitely say uh, see it. If you enjoyed the original Clerks or Clerks 2, the Jay and Silent Bob characters, uh, see this movie. <laughs> Yeah, because they're, uh, I don't know how many more opportunities they'll have for, for continuing sequels, because a few of those people look like they have not aged well. <laughs> uh, this is definitely, uh, he, and this is not a spoiler, but this is the last one. Okay. This is this will be the last of the Clerk series, because uh, Kevin Smith had already said that this is sure. the last one. All right. Well, I'll uh, maybe check that out. I have not, I haven't gone to the movies for a while. Well, they're only doing a week in the theater, so you have essentially through Sunday to see it. <laughs> okay, good and to then, know. Uh, he's also well. He's he's with the way that he has done things lately. It it's a lot more um, sensical for his movies the way he's doing it because he is uh, essentially he's doing them super cheap through Lionsgate Films. But they are so they aren't putting any real money into promotions for this. Sure. Because movies don't make money until all the promotions and everything have been paid. So rather than putting a ton of money into promotions and stuff, he's pretty much uh, just doing like a week in the theater and then he takes it out. He's got the he's got the inconvenience tour that he is doing. So he's going, he's basically on tour with the movie where uh, I think it's, I think they started already, but they are either, they're going city to city where he is doing an event where they will screen the movie and then he'll do a and a afterwards, him and I believe, I believe Jason Muse is on there as well. Um, so they're doing that as well. So they are, they're selling a lot of tickets that way. So they're only running the the movie in the theater for a week, and then they will have, um, like I said, they they'll have the the inconvenience tour, and eventually it'll be up on Amazon and available on DVD. Sure. Uh, I haven't been up to a ton. I did have uh, Magic the Gathering night with fellow comedians on Monday. Went pretty well. Nice. It was, uh, I would say, mostly a refresher night. We did a uh, five-player commander free-for-all, which ends up not being short. So we got two games in about four hours. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, but that that's pretty pretty normal for any sort of commander um, games like that. So yeah, it looks like the inconvenience tour is starting next week, going through Colorado. He's going to be in at the Fitzgerald Theater in St. Paul on Friday, November fourth. Looks like you have like thirty dates or something like that on there. So, hmm. you gonna try to go? No. <laughs> I mean, I've seen I've seen the movie already. And I mean, as much fun as it would be to see a Kevin Smith Q and A, um, you know, it, it's just one of those things where 
it, it starts, I guess, looks like it starts at 7 p.m., so it'll probably get, the event will probably be done about 1 a.m. Sure. And that's way <laughs> too late for me. Yeah, I don't need to see it that, <laughs> that bad. I'm with you. You know, I mean, like, I went to the, the I went to the theater last night. The movie started at seven. I was home by eight forty-five. Yeah, man. Good night's sleep. Hey, when I have to work all day, I gotta get a good night's sleep. Yeah, not as young as we used to be. Can't just stay up all night and be at ninety-eight percent the next day. No. Nope. Nope. No. No staying up all night and being Bob ninety-eight. Yes. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, we started a football season. Um, I can see that my prediction for the Viking season is already uh, in jeopardy. <laughs> oh, yeah, you think so? Yeah. With with Dak Prescott getting hurt, there's no way the Cowboys make the playoffs now. How bad is that injury? I haven't heard. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that it's going to be like six to eight weeks. Okay. I haven't I haven't seen a, a full update on it, but uh, that would be my guess with a with a broken thumb on his throwing hand. Yeah, it'll it's not going to be good anyway. He won't be back soon, and even when he comes back, I'm sure he's got to be like you know, wrap it super tight, and it'll probably you know affect his uh, throwing and junk like that. Yeah. Maybe you could strap on the shoulder pads, man. <laughs> Leave the team for a while. Nah, no. I'd I'd much prefer to be wrong about the Vikings losing to the play to the playoffs than to go play football for the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Vikings had a good start for the season, at least. They did. Always they, good. They to, very good. Yeah, to defeat the Packers right off the bat and look good doing it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't really have anything else. How about you? Just magic was the big one. Yeah. I got, uh, yeah. I am, uh, I am going to, I'm in the, uh, funniest person at Acme semifinals. Okay. Which, you did, you did hear back from that finally. I was going to ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, I will. Well, in our time, I will be performing tomorrow. When this releases, I will either have made it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know when we hear if we make it to the next round, but I will have already performed. You will have performed and will be anxiously awaiting whether you advanced or not. Yep. Yep. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I make it. This is the semifinals. If I make it to the next one, I'm in the finals. So hey, that's excellent. Right. All right. Well, yeah, I guess we will be uh, back next week with the first final destination from the year 2000. So, this is Scott the Beauty signing off for the Beauty and DeGeast podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. Bye-bye, folks. <laughs>